0: You know, I gotta tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans. Not those robots. Hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app, we here at the Adam Corolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
2: Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. Today we're going to bring our friend Aaron Hagar back onto the show while uh, Bill is out filming something. We're going to get a little bit into uh, some wheel woes, some issues we're having with wheels, and Aaron's going to tell us how the car world brought together Sammy Hagar and Eddie Van Halen. All that and more, but first, here's Geico.
0: Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know, it's easy. Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners' or renters' insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. <laughs>
2: Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with my good friend Aaron Hagar. What? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we got to mix it up a little bit again. Um, I just got a, a last minute uh, text from, from Bill. We knew he was filming today. He's filming another episode of The Goldbergs, the sitcom The Goldbergs, which is such a fun show to do. Uh, so he's probably on set wearing, I usually put him in like the short shorts because he's the gym coach. <laughs> like, and, uh, and make him sing and dance and do stuff that is totally out of his comfort zone, but he enjoys doing it. So, uh, as Aaron and I were just talking off the air, just when you're, when you're doing that kind of stuff, anything in, uh, in sort of the film and TV world, you know, you kind of get a rundown of what the day is going to be. You get the call sheet and, and the call sheet's always like, we need you there at 7 a.m. You you start working at 11 and we're like, well, well why you yeah. got to be there at seven? And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and uh, things are very kind of fluid. So he just texting me. He's like, I, I think I could join. He goes, but it, it, I, I think they need me. And I was like, it's fine. Let's, <laughs> let's just, let's just do it. So, uh, poor has been standing on waiting on standby.
1: Oh, it's all I'll, good. You
3: I'll, know, I'm I'll always worry. game. I, I love being on the show. Thank you for having me.
2: <laughs> um, but you know, there's some uh, there's some car news we're going to get into. But man, what's what's going on in your world?
3: Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I I have a good example of of don't be a dummy. <laughs> uh, wearing my reading glasses because I just happened to be doing something up close. Backing up the jeep to align it to the side door. And I ran over my fork, not my forklift, my uh, my car lift that's stored outside for the winter, and punctured the Kevlar sidewall of my thirty five inch tires. <laughs> so uh, they're 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 below fifty percent, which means four new tires.
2: <laughs> oh, really? All of them? All four?
3: <laughs> all of? Yeah, if because because I use the the four wheel drive and all wheel drive feature so often um on on roads up here at speed it 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 throws off the the wheel sensors and and the traction control and all kinds of stuff so uh anything all-wheel drive if you puncture one tire bad enough that it has to be replaced uh if if it's above or below a certain percentage you have to do all of them it's it's just kind of a rule of all-wheel drive but uh, i bought these tires used for 600 bucks to see if i wanted 35s on the jeep because it came with thirty threes and it can take up to thirty fives with the stock configuration on the Gladiator Mojave, so I said, "Yeah, you know, I'll get some cheap tires." Kevlar, Kevlar sides cool, but there's no spare because I guess he used the spare a long time ago and he only had four tires. So I'm like, "Yeah, I won't need the spare." If I'm on the road on the trail and I need a spare, I have my thirty three, and if I'm going really slow, then I can throw that thirty three on the front, lower the tire pressure on the other front one below that and, and, and my, my overall height should be yeah, close enough. enough. Yeah. The, the, and keep it in two wheel drive yeah. uh, until absolutely needed. So, you know, that was my emergency. Oh crap. I need my spare. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So it's sitting on Jack stands <laughs> in my, uh, on the side yard of my shop right now and tires are coming in today. I'm putting <laughs> some, uh, some dirt tracks on there. I'm going to try those. I was going to call our buddies at Toyo, but <laughs> So last minute, so urgent, uh, I didn't want to bug him because we got a big storm coming in in the next day or two, a couple feet uh, in, a, in a couple days per day. So I, I, I need to get tires on that thing pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, ouch, two grand two grand
2: later. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Uh, don't be a dummy. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good that you had the U set on there just to see because if you yeah. would have just put $2,000 worth the tires on and then punctured all. Then I'd have to get one. Then, then that's right. Get, they didn't have to get yeah, one. Yeah. yeah get one. So yeah, it's about the same. I guess probably yeah. about the same. Either then way. Six, one half dozen of yeah. another. But,
3: you know, the bottom line is watch where you're going. Just, or it's as- maybe or, don't wear, wear the reading glasses
2: while packing yeah. up. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, I do that sometimes if, uh, if there's urgency and I'm just rushing about and I find myself running into stuff and I'm like, why are we running into stuff? Oh, yeah, I'm wearing my glasses. I'm going to take my glasses <laughs> off. They just kill your peripheral, you know.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mr. Klutz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, it's one yeah. of those bummers that happens. I've only punctured, like, two tires that I didn't want to like that. And uh, I was backing up my TR3, uh, and, and, and I, I pegged the right rear tire on a side stand of a motorcycle that had a little peg sticking out of it so you could reach it easier. It was, a, it was a little cafe racer I built. And uh and those were the not original tires, but they were the last tires it was raced on in the early seventies. So I had these old, early seventies tires on this old race car. And I just drove it around town, so it was just kind of nostalgic. It handled terrible. It handled so much better once I replaced the tires. But, you know, same thing. They hadn't made those tires in 30 years, so I had to yeah. put new tires on it. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, of of wheels and tires, so I, I – yeah. uh, in my 93 Cobra, the red car, I just posted a short little – Reel, I pulled the wheels well, and tires good, off. <laughs> good, good timing on
3: that. On that reel. It was, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think it all kind
2: of does it for you these days. But uh, it's I'm, not bad. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. You know what? You know what is kind of interesting is my reels that I post the videos and stuff that I post. If I have engine sounds, I crank up the engine sounds and lower any kind of music or don't use any music. But I got a thing. It's like when I do. Just a little video stuff, unless it's a joke. Unless I'm trying to do something funny with the music, I go with instrumentals. I don't really like the words in the music. I don't know why. I just kind of like a little bit of a groove. Because they have meaning. If it doesn't match up, yeah, it doesn't
3: match up and ruins them.
2: And you know, being a Fox Body Mustang guy, I don't know how many times I can use Vanilla Ice in his 5.0. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how many videos I could use with with him rolling in his 5.0 uh, before people are like, it just keeps being the same song again and again and again. Uh, <laughs> so, uh kind of a funny, kind of funny thing. Just more like how it all kind of uh, works out is. Uh, Brad Fanshaw, our co-host on Shift and Stereo, owns Bond Speed Wheels. He made me the set of wheels for that red Cobra, which is that um, you saw them to have the gold centers on them, right? So uh, I wanted to, I like a red car with with kind of a gold wheel, um, but you know, being a '90s car, there was a few things I wanted. You know, I didn't. I didn't want it to be too huge. I didn't want like 19s or something. I wanted some sidewall on it. I definitely wanted a staggered look. and wanted a big tire in the back and smaller in the front. I needed to go to an 18-inch so I can fit the big brakes on there. It's got 14-inch six-piston Bears, the 6Ps. Uh, yeah, those um, are gorgeous. Uh, really, really nice brake setup. And And Bear, by the way, because Bear has done so many like show cars – and a request that they got years ago was, hey, man, I got this big six-piston caliper in the front, but I want the rear to match, but I don't want to over break the rear, which is very common, right? You can, right. you could put way too much. Then you do a proportioning valve, and it's still kind of too much when you put that much caliper in the back. So Bear designed a six-piston front and a six-piston rear, but in the rear— it looks like the same caliper. It's the same body, but inside the pistons are much smaller.
1: And, oh, and nice.
2: yeah, so and and then when you use your proportioning valve, you can even go to like a ninety ten and so you don't over break the rear and now you can start dialing in. So cosmetically wow. it's the same caliper chunk of aluminum that they start with. So they make a nice kit for it. So I got the front I got the fourteen inch uh, rotors front and rear. Um, and it it just fits with the caliper, right? Because you need 14-inch diameter and you need another inch or so, inch and a half to fit on the inside of that rim and then the 18-inch. So Brad made me a nice set of wheels. I said I wanted a gold. Um, I wanted to do something a little bit different with, with the barrel, with the lip of it. So he did He did a satin barrel. I'm sorry. He did a, a brushed barrel. The lip is brushed. The center is gold, and then the entire wheel has a satin powder coat on it. So it so the lip and the gold kind of has a satin look to it. Um, It looks good. Yeah, so it's kind of neat. Uh, But when we did it, and we were bringing the car to SEMA years ago, maybe like twenty sixteen, um, a common kind of hot rod thing is the hidden valve stem. Instead of putting it on the outside rim, you know, uh, basically poking out toward the tire, you put it on the inside. So you kind of have to, to, to fill it, you would put your hand through the rim. And because it's a big five-spoke, it has giant holes in it, it's easy to get to that piece. But what happens is, is when you use the inside portion of of the rim for the valve stem, uh. You never really know if the valve stem itself is going to hit the brakes. And in my oh, case, yeah. the valve stem hit the rotor. So oh, – no. uh, And we didn't – I didn't even realize it until we were like rolling it out like the day before we were loading it on a trailer to SEMA. So I, I took the wheels and tires off the car, brought them back to the shop, pulled the tires off, switched it to the shortest valve stem I could find at the time – put it back on, and it still hit the caliper. And oh. and, uh, and then what you have to do is you go to this sort of button uh, version of a valve stem. So right. um, it's trying of hard to explain it. Uh, let's see. It's also
3: probably really hard to fill.
2: Yes. So <laughs> so the valve stem is no longer a valve stem. The valve right. stem is <laughs> just a, a kind of a, a threaded portion, and it has a flat screw top on it it looks like a flathead screw but on the back side it's just a couple of threads so when you you ah. you cover the hole with some threads so now it's almost kind of flush so uh, to fill the 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 wheel though you have to take that little button off and then you have to screw in like a w- inch and a half long extension <laughs> which is an actual valve stem uh, so i have them on my wheels oh my Brad god has them on his el camino and we both <laughs> fucking hate them. <laughs> we, oh, I can imagine. Uh, they, if they're not set in perfect, they leak. Mine are not leaking, but so on the front, I, I went over to the car and I was like, I, I, you know, it's it's up on the the roller dollies, um, but I haven't checked the tire pressure in a while. Uh, so let me just top them off. So I. I undid the little button, screwed in the valve stem extension, filled the fronts, and it's a tight fit trying to get the air compressor, you know, th- you know the-, the filler nozzle on there. It's you know, I got a couple different ones, you know, the angled ones and stuff, and I got it to fit. And then in the back, and I completely forgot, in the back, when you put that extension on, um, the valve stem extension, you can't get the filler on there. Because it hits the brake rotor, the reason why is because I have staggered wheels. I have uh, eight and halves in the front and like tens in the rear, you know, to give it that nice dish. But where it where it comes out is you you can't do it. So um, I'm texting Brad last week, and I'm like, Brad, I forgot we we got the wheel stem issue, and I haven't really looked at it in a couple of years, and I kind of want to get it fixed, and uh, uh, so. Uh so Saturday the Lions drag racing museum, the Lions oh, yeah. Museum had um had a gala <laughs> event and uh, they honored uh they did their first like Hall of Fame inductees and it was uh, Mickey Thompson and Tom Perdome and you know perdome was there and uh you know Dave Merrick uh who who we love. Dave's a friend of ours. You guys have heard Dave before. He's the I, his title changes, but he's basically in charge of design for Honda and Acura. He's like the global head of design for all of Honda and Acura. And sometimes they move him to the Acura brand. Sometimes they move him to the Honda brand. But his his, his role never changes. Just his title changes depending where they want him. <laughs> it, and it's more of a PR move than anything else. But he's like, I got a table. Come on out. And then Brad called. He's like, Dave's got a table. Come on out. And I was like, OK. It's halfway between you and I. I'll meet you there. We'll have a great time. Bring new valve stems. <laughs> and so we're, uh, we're sitting at the table and Brad and I are taking valve stems apart and everyone's all dressed up and we're kind of going through the pieces going, well, hey, maybe if we move the rubber grommet to the bottom side and then we can shorten it up and just trying to, oh to figure God. it out. So, um, I'm going to go back and try to put those together. And, and what I want to do is I think I, I have about, Five eighths of an inch, maybe three quarters of an inch wow. of space between the inside edge of the rim and the brake caliper. Now, keep in mind. <laughs> right. So that's about the size of a, a valve stem cap is about a half an inch tall, and I've got a little bit more than a half an inch, uh, which so you, and you have to put like a nut on. The inside of the valve stem and the outside of the valve stem, right? right? So then you sandwich the wheel with rubber, you know, bushings or some sort of rubber grommet. And uh, so now I got to take them apart. And, but I think the way to do it is I got to just take the wheels and tires, get the tires pulled off, and then bring the wheels back and take them apart the valve stems and do it myself and then put the wheel on and fit it and see if it works and then make any adjustments. And if it doesn't order something new, if I keep going back to the wheel shop and have them mount tires and stuff, it's never going to work. So I just need to get at least one front and one rear because as I said, they're staggered, right? How would you, you know, get them to, to, you got to test at least one side and see if I can get it to work. Uh, so it looks great on the car. You walk up and it's like there's no valve stems. You don't see anything. The wheel's real nice and 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 slick, and it it has a good look to it. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> yeah. So what was funny is because the day we rolled out, uh the day before we rolled out to SEMA, we pushed the car and we heard the the and we're like, what is that? And then I realized all four valve stems. They were dressed up with they were rubber valve stems, which were good because they bent, right? Right? But right. they had little metal caps on them. And, <laughs> and all four of them put a thin scratch line on the top of the oh, calipers. Yeah. just So four calipers First. with four lines on it. And then uh, we, we rushed, we went to the tire guy, We were like swap it to the shortest one that they had at the time, went back, didn't work. Uh, we had to go back a third time all in like the same day and the wheel guy was like losing his mind because he had other clients and he knew we were going to SEMA and we've used them before and and we put the button on there and it worked and then I just forgot about it for five years and then I was like, oh, I got to get
3: to this again. (laughs) Well, Matt, I think what this boils down to is you're that
1: guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I... I am, but it kind of forced me to, to get stuff done on the car. And now that I'm doing this, I'm able to do some other stuff. And I got the car up on jack stands. And so I put it up on Instagram. And then everyone's, you know, like, oh, you still have that car? You haven't touched it in five years, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's all true. All of that is yeah, true. basically you haven't driven it yeah. in five years. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever driven it. <laughs> I don't. Oh, oh I bought Which it.
3: Which reminds me, I got a fuel leak in the. And the defender now too, I got a big puddle, and I I need to jack the car up to get underneath it. I I, I, I couldn't roll my my, yeah. my body there, yeah. so I can't find the fuel leak. <laughs> fuel leaks aren't good, but I gotta I gotta lift the car. I gotta put it on a lift.
2: That's far more dangerous and, than than what I'm talking about. But yeah. yeah, but it has to go on
3: a lift, regardless. Yeah, it has but to go on my, a lift. It has to go on. Yeah, a lift. My, my my lift is stored outside for the winter because it doesn't fit in the shop the way I need it to and store other cars because it takes up too much room. And uh and so I can't use it when it's on the side of the
2: shop covered right. in snow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, first World Problems we got, Matt, we got first world
2: problems. Well look, I mean the car is a hobby. It's not my job. If I got paid to work on it, then I'd probably be working on it a lot more. Uh, so other things get in the way. And some of the other simpler projects kind of worked its way into the into the mix. Right. At least the the Mustang, the Mach One, you know, they're they're finishing up the tune and then that'll be that'll be basically done. There's a few small things, but it's drivable and it's done. Um but it's been a minute since I worked on the car and I've moved it twice. And once you've moved it twice and you pack up parts that you had layout on the workbench and everything, um now I have genuinely kind of forgot the to-do list on that car. I was just <laughs> going to ask
3: you do you have a whiteboard?
2: <laughs> I mean I did. I did at one point and 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 you know when the things are laid out like on on a big workbench or something or tables that's kind of your your map of what needs to be done. But when you pack when you have that room
3: I forgot you have room.
2: Yes. Well, (laughs) but then I did, and then I didn't, and then stuff got packed up, and then, uh, and now I don't know where everything is. And, and you even kind of like lose tracks of what parts you've acquired, right? And you're like, oh, you know what I need is, yeah. And then you buy them again. You're like, oh, you know what I need is, you know, I need more valve stems, and then, you know, that kind of thing, and then you realize you have a a tub of valve stems someplace. You're like, oh, I forgot someplace in
3: a drawer that's labeled valve stems.
2: Probably <laughs> labeled valve stems, yes. And I do have several boxes stack up like above my lev rack and stuff. And I made sure when I moved the most recent time because the boxes move around uh, uh, that as I put them back up there, I'd peek in and I'd write with a sharpie what's on them, all facing yeah. out, so I so I know yes. what what it looks like. Yes. Uh, well done, Matt. Well done. Yeah. But I and, but I am thinking – I was like, oh, you know, I, I was working on the fuel system, but I didn't finish it and I don't remember where I left off. And I think the fuel system – the fuel lines and the pump and everything are done, but I don't think I finished the electrical. And I I started running lines from the pump to a fuse and then to a battery, but then I got to bring it to the the – the fuel pump turn on at the ECU or at the, at the fuse panel. So I I think that's that's, where you need a whiteboard. (laughs) That's where I need a whiteboard. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's, I guess that's where I am on that, which is why most of the project is me standing at it going (laughs) for an hour going, what am I, where did I leave off? And then walk away going, I didn't get any work done today. I'm just still trying to figure out.
3: You can't pause. Once you pause, that's it. Everything goes away. It's like inspiration. Once you pause and think about it, it's gone. You got to just act on it. Uh, yeah, I, I totally get it. In fact, uh, you know how much we love our lev racks. Yeah. But when I when I installed the lev rack, I literally just threw everything in bins and boxes, and and just it was in a panic because I only had, of course, a day to do it. Like I do everything else in my life, I have a day to do it. I got four hours to do it, <laughs> and uh, I, I still. I'm looking for things <laughs> and and levrak has got me so well organized that i just organized all those bins and boxes that i crammed all that crap in so now i gotta go through each one of those to yeah. find stuff.
2: <laughs> speaking speaking of levrak so i i did a thing uh we were walking around sema swung by the Levba- levrak booth and um we had the conversation with them about some of the new pieces, right? They've got yeah. the – they're working on the cool like vice attachment, which I love. Yep. I definitely want that because I've got it sitting on the workbench and it's not attached. So yeah, every time same. you do something, it has to be light. Otherwise, it tips over and I'm like, oh, I forgot. I didn't bolt it down. So that same thing – yeah. but um, you remember they had the big workbench now on the wheels. The roll? Like The big yeah. rolling. Yeah. rolling workbench. Uh, yeah. I already got. I already ordered one of those. I <laughs> I, I bought one of those things. I think that I got the FedEx freight's coming tomorrow to drop that thing uh, off. Nice. Uh, yeah,
3: again, you have room.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, I've I've got room. It's on the wheels, and I kind of love that portion because even though it's a big, heavy, heavy duty, uh, a eight foot long workbench. I like the idea that it's on the wheel so I can roll it up next to the car and kind of lay out the parts and stuff as I'm, as I'm working on it. And then I can push it out of the way when I need it. Or what will likely happen is, is I'll roll it next to the car, I'll load it up with the parts, and then I'll touch it in three years from now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, Matt, uh, one one note because you have Swiss Trex as well. Uh, almost any of those casters will – imprint on the Swiss tracks and it'll kind of get stuck where it is. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I have the open Swiss the weave Swiss tracks. I think, uh, if you have some closed ones, just make sure if you're going to leave it somewhere, waited for a long time, uh, to move it to an area that, that probably doesn't have those. Otherwise it'll be very difficult to, to initiate that role. Trust yeah. me on that.
2: <laughs> so, which is interesting. So my, my whole lever system, um, I, I removed the tiles the, the Swiss Tracks tiles where where the rack is. So oh. that sits on the ground. And then the Swiss Tracks, by the way, which are about a half inch tall, the Levrack um, uh, shelves, they are high enough off the ground that you can put Swiss Tracks underneath them. Mm-hmm. It clears it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're right because my, my whole toolbox, my big snap-on box is sitting on Swiss Tracks and I know I have to move it and it is heavy. And you're right. It, it's got those little divots in there. And you're like, oh, I got to yeah. move that. So it gets in between
3: them and it gets hot in your shop and it spreads them a little bit. And then those wheels get stuck. It's the only, and I wouldn't say it's a problem. It's just something to be aware of. Yeah. Uh, now I do have, have this challenge. smooth
2: Swiss Swiss track. So yes. it's a little, it's a little less stuff, but it's still, it still happens. Yeah. it still yeah. happens for sure. Yeah. Um, but I am going to move some things around and kind of reconfigure things. But yeah, I, you're right. The, the the workbench I don't know if the workbench is going to be heavy enough to leave indents in them or not you know leave, but I don't know, I guess we'll say. You put on it yeah
3: the, the workbench uh, itself isn't that bad but if you put uh, uh, the, the, those those steel top tables are you
2: know hundred plus
3: pounds each so you're you're probably looking at three hundred pounds oh uh, well then
2: maybe it is because you saw yeah. it it's pretty beefy it's almost like a big yeah it's table. really beefy yeah
3: yeah, but boy, is it' nice. Oh, it's nice. I, I want know. a game. I, I, are you getting? Are you getting the eight or the four? or What are you getting?
2: I got the eight. Yeah. Um. And I didn't. I didn't do like super deep. It's not the four foot deep. It's like the thirty. It's either the thirty inch or the thirty six inch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And then because we we asked them too, we're like, well, what's the weight capacity? And they're like, well, the weight capacity is really just the casters. Up to it's the a, casters. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know i was like ah, i guess that's a good point <laughs> it's just it's kind of up to that but they got a, a beefy caster and i guess if i didn't want to move it around i could take the casters off and just put it put it down just plant it, and
3: and yeah. then it has the the max weight of of that structure
2: of the earth it's crazy <laughs> of the cement floor i'll
3: just put a car on top of your work table yeah
2: work. well listen uh <laughs> it, we we've got cars up on tables in the other shop we've got uh yeah. You know chassis dollies over there when the cars yeah. are getting worked on so um yeah. I guess
3: L- literally i I believe I mean check the weight specs but I believe you could put you know a small uh a, a custom car that you're working on uh, without the casters uh on one of those yeah. large beds for, for probably the four the four by eight yeah um because I think the load capacity on those is like 3 4 5000 pounds. Well, That's then you could put a,
2: you could put one of the race cars on there. Most of the race yeah. cars don't have all the pieces. A lot of them are missing an engine, so it's yeah, a lot less. Yeah, totally. um, uh, okay. All right. So, <laughs> you know, moving just, along. Just I, I I don't know if you heard this, but this you know, uh Mikey uh Michael Anthony, your your dad's bandmate. <laughs> I don't um, know how it's yeah. like his like you know, his best friend, bandmate, long time. Yeah. Um, he's got the four GT. He's got the 05 mm-hmm. or 04. Does your dad have one of those? Dad think, does too. Uh, I thought they, they got he, them he has, both at the same time.
3: They got them at the same time, white with blue stripes, his dad's.
2: White with the blue that stripes. Thing's,
3: that thing's badass. It, it drives so nice. I love that car. There's just no <laughs> fuel range.
2: <laughs> there, there's no no fuel range. But um, anyway, I bring that up because – There was 30 unfinished chassis of the 2005 Ford GT sitting. Uh, No engine and no bodies, but it was like full chassis. I I assume maybe with suspension and stuff. So uh, kind of the skeleton of those cars were sitting there for – kept in storage for 15 years. And uh, this company GT1, I believe GT1 – is the group that took the 4GT, if you remember, and they modified it and they turned it into like a target top. Did you see that? I don't know if you remember see that. so Jeff Dunham has one, and it's super look that up. I think he's got two of them. I think he's got a 4GT that's uh, stock, and then he's got a 4GT or the GT1. The press car, if I remember, was like yellow, right? That was the one that they rolled out. And I believe they put a bigger supercharger and they made a Targa top out of it. And it was kind of a neat thing. Uh, Anyway, I believe that's the same company. So this company, GT1, (laughs) has made a deal to purchase all 30 of those chassis. And they're putting the team together to bring back, to sell – those 30 chassis, I assume with the VIN numbers, I'm not exactly sure how that how that's going to work. They're saying that it's meant to be a track-only vehicle, but in many states, there are ways to get it street legal. So they're right. going to be making a full carbon fiber body for the vehicle, and it's going to look like a 4GT on steroids. It'll be like a 4GT, but with a few things they weren't able to do with wow. some arrow and and whatnot. Um, the engines, uh, they're not going to go with the 5.4-liter supercharged four-valve mod motor. Um, I don't think you can get 30 of those engines. There was some crate engines available and you have to kind of dig them up. And I guess they could do some sort of coyote engine or whatever. But they've teamed up with Roush to just do uh, a pushrod motor. They're doing um, a 427 small block V8. But it's going to have twin turbos. It's going to have a pair of Garrett G35 turbos. And it will be about 1,500 horsepower. Wow. Uh, It's going to have a sequential gearbox. It's going to have a little bit more racing-oriented suspension. Um, I think it's going to have Multimatic dampers on it. So they're basically saying – Hey, what if in 2005, the last 34 GTs were like GT ultimate performance package or almost like racing spec, you know, but with the full interior? Um, Now, it's likely these things are going to be about a million bucks a piece. Uh, but it's just one of these weird stories where, like, oh, it's the thirty missing chassis, and we didn't even know there was thirty missing chassis. And you know, I think uh, Jaguar, the like the XKSS, when they were making that, they made a handful, and then there was like seven VIN numbers that they never finished, and then they came back and. Uh, Jaguar's like um, classics program their their recreations they went to like as much of the original tooling and then they brought back like the the seven missing xksss which is cool because if you 're going to get a replica if you will of uh, getting the actual like continuation car from the factory is probably a little more special than the the full on replica right uh, but uh, i don 't know what do you think what do you think of of rebooting the Ford GT? Well, f-
3: first of all, I was—I was, I was going to say on on that Jaguar. So, so my so my friend has one of those. It's not the SS; it's actually the race car version. Um, but I believe they ha- they had a few left over from the sub company that that the, the, the coach builder that actually built those race cars.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the same same story that I, I believe I believe they had a bunch of spares, and he has one of those cars. So it's completely alloy body. And it's vintage, and it has patina, and it's just
2: oh, it's oh they're fantastic, yeah.
3: Oh, and that, and that is one of my top favorite cars.
2: And and they're pulling money at the auctions too. We've <clears> oh, seen yeah, some of those millions. continuations cars. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if a regular legit. car is thirty million, the continuations pulling eight million, it's still a lot of money.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, but the I think I saw the Ford GT you're talking about by the GT one guys. Was it the Ford GTX
2: one? Well, maybe that was it.
3: Yeah, yellow, and it has like two little head fairings on it. Yes, and, yes, yeah, it, that's so, gorgeous. That thing cuts well. Some cars just don't cut well when you take the top off. That that looks gorgeous. Um, I can imagine. And, and there's, I was trying to look for him on Instagram. That there's a uh, a gentleman I follow who made uh, the most outrageous Ford GT. It was just gorgeous, um, and he's done a few cars. But uh, oh, I saw you. it
2: at SEMA. I, I, yeah, I think I saw
3: what you were talking about. Rincon or or, or, Rico or I, I forget. I don't want to get it wrong. But uh, really, really talented guy. Um, yeah, this car muscles up real well. It looks yeah. so good, but it is a little slab-sided. So I could only imagine you do some design points and even bring it up to date a little bit um, You so, know, with some improvements. Because that car needs some improvements. It, it's, it's spectacular. And I put uh, many hours in it. In, in the seat of dad's. And I just, the, the drivability of that car is phenomenal. And the ergonomics are good. The seats, I found the seat to be reasonably comfortable, especially for the fuel range. By the time you get out to, to put fuel in it, you, you've recovered from any discomfort that you had, but all the gauges and just where things are, you know, where the shifter, I love the shifter being up high like that on the tunnel. Um, it's just kind of like a, a quick drop over from the steering wheel you, you kind of lay, you almost lay in it. it. It's really spectacular. So I could only imagine.
2: Just, what. Just, some, what some, one of the yeah. things that bugged me on the car is it had big body gaps, like especially yeah, all around that yeah. rear clamshell. Like yeah, it just had yeah. some really odd True. fitting body gaps. And, and I don't know if that was, if it was necessary because of the way some of the panels opened. I would say, it, yeah, but it, it,
3: it, it, I would say that's exactly it, Matt, because if you, when you open that clamshell and you look at how it's attached, you're like, ooh, I better close that. It's probably stronger closed. Yeah. <laughs> um, thing things seem very lightweight build, and I could imagine there's a lot of flex on 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 that clamshell and some of those larger structures. But yeah, uh, the, it, even the gap along the roof line at the top of the door, the you know, the door gaps. I mean, yeah. I could stick a pinky in there easily, like probably up to the second knuckle.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 curious if they're going to address any of those issues or if they if they can. But they're talking about carbon fiber bodywork. Uh, the the images that they put together. Um, you talk about being a, like a little slab sided. It it looks like uh, they're having it come down and then the side skirt kind of come out and you know almost yeah. like a splitter on the sides. Uh, more aggressive splitter in the front, big wing in the back. Now that could just be the 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 race trim or the track trim if you will um, sure. and i'm not sure what the streetcar is going to look like or if it's going to be any different i don't they they mentioned it's more of a vin and registration issue than anything else but uh uh you know it could be kind of interesting i listen anybody that's going to be buying these 30 things i i don't know how much track time they're going to be doing um it might be fun to see a few on the road but uh, uh i don't know i think it's kind of an interesting idea I mean, I'm I trying like... to find the rendering. You're talking about, um, yeah. It's it's black. It's like flat black. I don't even think it's a render. I think they made one. Oh,
3: I can't wait to see this thing. Yeah, uh, I, I I love that car, and and I think the the, the market's pretty pretty good on them still. That's pretty stable. I really wish Dad would have got the uh, the the second version the the the, the, the yeah. I want to call it a Mark II, but um, when he was doing Leno's show. Uh, a, a Leno said, I, "I can get you. I can get you one. I can get you an allotment for one." And Dad's like, ah, nah. You know, I don't have any room." And I'm just like, "Dad, get this car." Dad's not into getting things to collect because now he's got both of them. You know, he's not that guy, and he really doesn't have room, and he really doesn't have time to drive him or maintain him or do the things that need to be done as a collector. So uh, uh, he doesn't buy things to enjoy them for a short time and maybe you know add them to the collection. He doesn't curate, basically. And uh, and so he passed on it. And then, of course, a year later, he's like, oh, I should have got one. I'm like, I told you, you know, everything I told him <laughs> he either does or doesn't do. And, and it's that's why he has another Cobra because he sold the first. I'm like, don't sell the first one. You'll never get this car back. And and he's regretted it ever since, you know, and, and he's he's doing stuff. So 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 we just got him to get one of those uh, uh, Ferrari SUVs that the, the uh, yeah,
2: the pure I mean, songway
3: perisongue thank you that strange are they made in yeah. south africa uh <laughs> uh but yeah it, it's a, a beautiful beautiful vehicle now that they've announced it officially you can see it but i'm really excited and so is he i think he picked a cool color spec and uh uh and he's going to hold on to it with the intention of of an investment like hey i'm going to enjoy this and then you know when the value goes nuts i'm going to let it go and and uh At at least that's the thought. Maybe I shouldn't have revealed that, but that's the thought.
2: I I think he's going to end up driving it and loving it as a daily Uh, driver. I was just going to say, I think he's going to have it down in this place in in Orange County. And he's just going to be like, because, you know, it's. It's going to be every bit of a Ferrari, but it's going to have like the ride height of an SUV. So it's very easy to get in and out yep. of, and the doors open yes. wide. You don't have to climb down into it. And then, exactly. but you still get to drive the Ferrari and you can- 12 cylinder, yeah, naturally
3: aspirated. Was it 700 horsepower? And, and a
2: back seat, you know, so people can jump in and and that's what's yeah. kind of fun because you want to ride around with people and they're like, oh, we can take this. We can take the Ferrari. A lot of times you're like, oh, we can't take the Ferrari. It's a pain in the ass. And where are we going to park yeah. it? And you can't fit everybody know, in, but right? now you can. So yeah. I'm sure when he gets uh, around I, to I, selling, it's going to have 12,000 miles on it.
3: <laughs> I, I think he's going to love it. You know, Dad drives his cars. Um, gosh, the Boxer, I think the Boxer's got 50,000 miles on it or something. I, I'd have to check the, the odometer next time I'm down there. But I, I should do that. I should i should follow up. I should check the odometer on all of his cars that he's had for a long time that he really, really loves. The 400i, the motor's been rebuilt. The Boxer's, the, the motor's been rebuilt. I mean, he's had he, – he really, really – drove those cars, you know, uh, 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 back in the day, those were kind of the cars he had to drive. He didn't
2: have, yeah. you
3: know, a dozen cars to option. He had three or four and one was a family car. And the other two, he just drove everywhere. So every, you know, every time we go to LA from Marin, it was a boxer. It was, here, it, is, it, 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 it was a the boxer. There, yeah. You got uh, the
2: toy version. Actually, it's, it's a, a story that, um, that, uh, you've told with us before on, on shift and steer, but probably not here. Uh, the cars are kind of how your dad got into Van Halen, right? Because you think of the yeah. "I Can't Drive 55 video, yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah. then
2: I forgot the gentleman's name who just passed, Claudio, Cla- Claudio, Claudio. yeah. Because we we talked to him once, I think on the on the podcast. Oh. Uh, I think I think I think you did. We have him I on shift on. and steer. I think we.
3: Oh, I day. hope so. I got to find that. Uh, thanks for the reminder. I don't know. I mean, I very early
2: did. on, possibly with uh, Pete Shapouris and the gang. Because uh, oh it, the man, conversation so. had come up. Um, we but, have to ask
3: Brad. I'd love to have it because yeah. Claudio died. Unfortunately, for those of you yeah. that don't know, he passed away a couple of years ago now, and it, he he was literally literally you know a, 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 a godfather to me and an un, uncle Claudio. He even called himself Uncle Claudio to me. But so he so, was. He so was, the was,
2: story was, is, you, you know, you're. Your dad's doing a solo thing. I can't drive. Fifty five yeah. comes out. It's fantastic. He's got the black box in it, which is his car. And the beginning of that video where he's on the track and he's running around, and there is the 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 fun Italian guy that's you know taking the time or whatever on it. That's Claudio. That's and, Claudio. And yeah. he was yeah. your dad's actual Ferrari mechanic, and he's a very yeah. famous mechanic out here in the you know out kind of in the area. Um, so he was in the video. Uh, but how did that work into Van Halen? So so
3: Eddie Van Halen and, and Dad both uh, shared this dealership that they serviced their vehicles in. Eddie being a Lamborghini guy and Dad being a Ferrari guy. And Claudio served both uh, very controversially. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I have, his, I have his old helmet he gave me on my last trip to see him before he died. Uh, he gave me his old test helmet that he used at Lamborghini that was a Ferrari helmet and, and it was a very famous, uh, uh, helmet design. And, uh, oh God, I'm going to, uh, I, am sorry, it's early. I didn't need or, or take anything in yet today. So my brain isn't functioning. I'm going to forget names, but that very, very famous Ferrari driver, uh, the, the, the original guy who's kind of tall anyway, uh, it was his helmet and, uh, and, and he gave it to Claudio and Claudio used it. When he was test driving for Lamborghini, so uh, but then Claudio ended up being the Ferrari guy. So, so and, uh, and
2: Eddie had like a Mira or, uh, and a couple of other Lamborghinis. over Yeah, over yeah. Here. So he, yeah. he had an
3: LM an LMO two and a Mira, and he had the Countach. He had a purple Countach and and some really unique cars. So I drove almost all of them back and then Didn't drive the Mira actually. I didn't drive the Mira, but uh, I drove the Countach back in the day. But uh, but yeah. So so they shared the Claudio and Eddie came in all all steamed up one day when he was. Getting getting his car, dropping off his vehicle, whatever it was, and uh, and and he came in all steamed up about Roth leaving the band or fired from the band or whatever the terminology was, and and Claudio goes, oh, you should call Sammy. He's a good guy. He's a great singer. And Eddie actually goes, yeah, yeah, we we've seen him. We we originally were thinking of of getting in with Sammy, you know, but but uh, I, I totally know his stuff. You, you know him, and he goes, yeah, yeah, you know, I was in the video. So so uh, literally. I think, uh, dad just told the story too. I don't want to get it wrong. Cause it's been updated.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens over the years. I don't
3: know the current version of the story, but, uh, yeah, the story goes that, that Claudio connected dad and Eddie, uh, literally that day within hours and, uh, and they connected and met and, and literally fell in love. You know, <laughs> you hear about bands being a marriage,
2: right?
0: Yeah,
3: right. Um, I I watched and witnessed that, and it the really love, was. the fighting, Dad, all of it. <laughs> Dad and Eddie fell in love like a total bro, creative bromance, and it was a beautiful thing to witness. It was a beautiful thing, obviously. Everybody got to hear and witness, but it was amazing. But it was a it was a heavy affair, obviously, because <laughs> a few albums later, it, it, it catapulted itself uh, apart, uh, uh, in my opinion, management, as soon as Ed Leffler, the manager died, uh, everything went apart because all the opportunists, all the, all the bottom feeders came in and just wrecked the band. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a cool story. Uh, it's all about cars. Uh, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're, a, we're a car family and, and our, our blood is, is, is black oil. <laughs> I,
2: I hope, I hope Claudio told that story till the day he died. I just uh, hope he told he that did. story at every gathering and every holiday till the day he yeah. died.
3: Cloudy was a very <laughs> proud man, and part of his controversy, and <laughs> uh, and I am I am sure he told that story till he died. And you know what he he was entitled. Uh, he 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 was the true matchmaker of that love affair, and uh, he can forever hold that to his title. So,
2: yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna. Uh we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up, and I appreciate you coming in and, and joining us. It oh, was a little hectic you. schedule today, and uh, and now you can go back to bed or whatever. No, or no, actually, no, get a I cup of it. coffee or, or uh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
3: I just I just <laughs> after you said no, I laid in bed and started you know scrolling social media, and I i I've, we've had a bobcat going through, and then I have this great bunny footage. And the other day, I the other day they met, so I <laughs> I didn't find any blood, but I found. Tracks of both in the same manner, and so I, I, my cameras caught it. So I did a fun little video and posted it. But uh, you know, of the hunt,
2: the wildlife, the <laughs> wildlife of Tahoe. Yeah.
3: And, and then he called, <laughs> so I fixed my hair and you know put a hoodie on, and and uh, I'm wearing pants.
2: Yeah, well, you don't have to. I mean, it's totally up to you. We're not gonna watch. Um, all right, We're going to wrap things up. Aaron, thanks so much. I appreciate it. You guys can thanks, follow uh, Aaron Hagar. He's on social media, uh, mostly Instagram. Follow him there. Just Google Aaron Hagar. You can find him there. And uh, Rat Runner's Garage, that's his shop. I don't yeah, know. If, yeah. Do you still have the website up? Are you doing any stuff there? Yeah,
3: yeah. it's the Rat Runner's Garage. I, I haven't updated it. That's kind of the joke now is that it's, I think, going on five years. But uh, yeah, the Rat Runner's Garage and stuff still cool. It's just I've done a lot to it since then and probably gone through another dozen vehicles. <laughs>
2: And, you know, um, uh, an artist for hire, you can see all of your stuff. I don't know if it's linked yeah. from there or, uh, from your no, Instagram account. I, you I, have a my guy,
3: the reason why that's not updated is because my guy moved and I never picked up another guy and I don't know all the passwords anymore and all that garbage. So no, uh, people just message me, but, uh, I'll be posting some stuff. I'm doing a lot of commission work for the holidays. So that's what I'm getting back to. But, uh, yeah, I'll be doing a lot of commission work. So, so there's stuff, there's stuff there. There is a, there is a photo album on my Facebook, uh, aaron hagar which uh is some art but um, yeah it's it's out there
2: well you can it's always get uh you can get aaron to, to do some stuff for you but probably wait until next year because i think he's pretty poor. yeah
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much booked through
3: february and march but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll always take it i'll always take it
2: um, I think all right next guys year i'll
3: start doing it too
2: <laughs> thanks so much for listening until next time keep the air and the spare and the bag in the wheel
0: You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house, all the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps, you know, the ones that can do it all, like my Live One app, music, events, news, podcasts, comedy, oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans, not those robots, hanging out on Bezos's yacht, all this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app. We here at the Adam Corolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know it's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners' or renters' insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com.
1: Get around for Halloween with Pluto TV's 31 Nights of Horror.
0: All month long, Pluto TV is bringing you the best Halloween movies, shows, and more. Watch classic horror movies like The Grudge or The Blair Witch Project. Or scream along with your favorite stars like Ryan Reynolds in Life. Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows. The best part, it's so free, it's chilling. No credit card, no sign-up, no fees.
1: Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start screaming now.